Coming up in Need to Know, the sun enters Pisces and unlocks all of its godliness and humanity. In all the fields, Rihanna is pregnant, but where does her show rank in the history of Black Super Bowl halftime shows? We discuss... And in Gotta Do, we share how random acts of kindness can improve your health. The podcast that encourages you to know, feel, and do to live your very best life. This is Ward and Webster. So Bianca, let's just pretend like you and I didn't have a very intense conversation just now about work. And let's just ask you, how you doing? I don't even, I don't even know. I literally don't even know. Let's just record this shit and come on. That's how I'm feeling right now. Okay. Today's episode of Warden Webster is brought to you. We'll by see the if there's a letter Z. Okay. We'll, we'll see if there's any Warden Webster after this episode. Carry on. Oh okay, my gosh, ahead. she's so rude and unprofessional. I'm cutting all of this. <laughs> Today's episode of Warden Webster is brought to you by the letter Y for yes, ma'am. 10,000 plus downloads, Bianca. We passed the threshold, the milestone, the critical moment, whatever you want to call it, on Wednesday of this week. Um, this is episode 106. We have our 10K. What are your feelings about this? People really be downloading this crazy shit. I love, I am, I am here for it. 10,000 makes me extremely excited, especially to see how this last week's episode did really well, did numbers that I was um, surprised by. I remember when we hit 1,000 and that seemed like a very big deal. So 10,000 is excellent. So thank you really to the wonders for continuing to come back and telling their friends and doing the things. Thank you to Last them. week's show. Yes, absolutely. Sorry to speak over you. Last week's show with Amari did really well. Um, we had uh, quite a few downloads in the last week, more than usual. So I'm going to give him his flowers for mm -hmm. having a wonderful conversation and for contributing to a great episode. And thanks to all the wonders for continuing to listen to this iconic podcast and making sure that it continues to grow. So continue to like, share, and rate the content and share this show with those in your life. That's what you got to do all the time. In this week's Need to Know, Where's the Sun returns as we break down Pisces, the final and most evolved sign of the Zodiac. So this, Bianca, is our last little edition of Where's the Sun for now. This segment will go on hiatus until we figure out what we want to do with it. But essentially, thus far, we've been using this as our monthly way to let the wonders know how you can use the sun's position in our sky here on Earth to live your best life. And we've been profiling each of the 12 uh, traditional signs of the Zodiac. Today, we're on the very last sign, which is Pisces. So Bianca, before we get into this, do you know any Pisces? Do you know any Pisces? My favorite son, my one and only is a Pisces. I know quite a few Pisces, but he's my favorite. Okay, so then that's going to be good background as we move through this. So we will see how much of this is on point, so to speak. So the symbol for Pisces is the fishes. The dates are February 18th through March 19th for 2023. The element is water. The modality is mutable. And the ruling planet is Neptune. Some of the Pisces traits here at the top of CoStarAstrology.com, which as usual is the site we're using, is that Pisces somehow is both 
five and 50 years old at once. <laughs> it says Pisces thinks everything is a sign. In other words, they think that everything that happens to them is some sort of sign specifically for them. They can't remember if they've dreamt it or if it's actually happened. Pisces can be an excessively romantic sign. They're prone to fantasy and they don't tend to have boundaries. Bianca, does any of that ring true, particularly when you think about Noah? <laughs> Um, excessively romantic, no, because my baby is a baby, but he is both five and 50 at the same time, or 10 and 100. I don't know. Um, definitely, definitely that. I don't know. He's still young, so I don't know about the boundaries thing. He's he is an empath, so he feels other people's emotions and things very strongly. And so with that, I think I my hope for him as he gets older is that he has great boundaries so he's not taking on everybody's ish. I'm going to let you give us the famous Pisces. And there's one name in here, which is very on point for today's show. Rihanna. <laughs> so in this, um, let's see. Did Nina you look up? Did you look up your list? Of course I did. You know I looked for the blacks. But on this list has Nina Simone and Rihanna. So we're gonna we're gonna lift those up. And then the famous black ones, um, Smokey Robinson, who really is having a moment right now with them gasms. Um, John Lewis, Erica Badu, uh, Chili from TLC, and John Lewis. I'm sorry, maybe I need a roundup today. What is Smokey Robinson doing? Oh my God, he put out this album called Gasms. As in orgasm? <laughs> yes. Okay. But isn't he like a senior citizen? No shade. It is giving elderly erotica. And I <laughs> just, it has been on all of the things folk people have just been. Ooh, poke in front of him. But he says, I am 197 and you're going to get all of this uh, green-eyed ecstasy. <laughs> okay, didn't I know that? Good to know. Best careers for Pisces. Volunteer therapist, curbside fortune teller, amateur poet, sad clown, orb of light, and vapor. Did I did I miss reading of those? <laughs> no. What are those last two? What's an orb of light and a vapor? I vapor as in like mist or like <laughs> best careers. I didn't know that was a career. I don't think it is. Um, one thing that I will say about a lot of these that I think is true for Bi Pisces is that they're very artistic. So when I think of the poet or even the sad clown. <laughs> <laughs> they are I think Pisces are generally creatives. Rihanna. Okay, so let's continue here. Um, I'm just going to read a little bit about Pisces before I talk about the most evolved sign, which is Pisces, which I've mentioned quite a bit on this show. I found um, a really a, a great passage from another site, which I think encapsulates what I'd like to convey about that in a second. But um, here under CoStar, it says, is Pisces a good sign? If you're asking this question, you're probably a Pisces who is insecure. If you don't feel valued, it's not because being a Pisces is bad but because society as a whole generally undervalues soft skills like intuition and sensitivity. Your challenge is to start viewing these things as talents instead of impediments. I thought that was really insightful. And unlike how they've been with the last couple of signs, that was actually well said. This was much better than Aquarius. 
I'm just off the top. And yes, I I agree. I, I agree with all of these. Okay, let's scroll down, Bianca, to how to seduce Pisces. This is usually a section that you lean into. Can you give us this? This is under Pisces in sex, love, and romance. How to seduce a Pisces. Bring a copy of a classic romantic novel to a park that they frequent. Wear a little musk or patchouli. Put a wildflower behind your ear. When you notice them looking, meet their gaze. Stare deeply, but not creepily. <laughs> During your first conversation, tell them about your most recent heartbreak. Make sure to slip in that you've never been able to talk to anyone like this before. And number three, confess your feelings in a handwritten letter. But first, type what you want to say into Google Translate. Translate it into French, then back into English so it sounds more poetic. <laughs> That's um, a lot of work. That last one's a lot of work. <laughs> do you like the smell of patchouli? Um, in incense, but not on people's body, I don't think. Patchouli, nag champa, like all of those scents <laughs> that are like really, really strong. I'm like, if I could just have like maybe 40% of it, but at a hundred, it's just, it's just way too much, I think. Um, and then it says wear a little musk or a patchouli. Those are, don't wear neither one of those. I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm just going to go on record. Don't wear that. Before I get into this other site, anything else on CoStar that you think is noteworthy about Pisces, either in friendship or anything here in the sex and romance section? Do Pisces make friends easily? Pisces are generally good at making friends. They find it easily to relate to most people. I think so, because I think of even Noah aside, just a lot of the Pisces that I have met in my life and they just they tend to be actually people I gravitate to so and they're they're generally warm and inviting and I don't know if I've met a Pisces that I don't like I gotta think about that maybe one or two but for the most part I like them yeah I don't think that there's any Pisces that I don't necessarily don't like I think I find them to be a little bit in their head which I think is just their way but they tend to be very thoughtful people uh, these are people who you can go to for advice and they give you a very thoughtful thought out answer as opposed to Aries which is just going to give you whatever's on the top of our head at that particular moment because we want to be done with the interaction with you for the most part you get just the opposite from from Pisces and so that's what I appreciate about them so Bianca I wanted to just also mention here I've mentioned on the show a couple of times about how Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac and Pisces is the last. And so I thought that today would be a good opportunity to kind of linger on that point and to kind of give the wonders a little bit more to chew on in, in, in that regard. I linked here in our arc an article from Elite Daily. If you just wanted to click on that, the name of the article is Why Pisces is the Last and Most Evolved Sign. And I thought the article was, was really, really good. Towards the end of that article, the last three paragraphs is what I'm going to read for the wonders. And then you and I can, can discuss that. In astrology, Neptune is the planet of dreams, illusions, passions, spirituality, and art. Naturally, this elusive entity is Pisces' planetary ruler. However, the energy of Pisces is much more than a magical fairy tale and seeing the world through rose-colored glasses. There's something truly otherworldly about this energy, and it is not always fantasy-related. Pisces is also a symbol of selflessness and sacrifice, and it is a reminder that all you need is love. Continuing the quote here, it's no wonder this mutable water sign rules the feed as it is a representation of your spiritual path 
and return to the divine. The symbol of Pisces consists of two fish swimming in opposite ways, but it is also a representation of its infinite duality. One fish represents your spiritual evolution as it reaches another dimension, while the other is a symbol of your human experience in the physical dimension. Pisces may be the last sign of the zodiac, but that doesn't make it any less significant. Pisces is both God and humanity, and reaching its state of consciousness can only occur once you've reached the last and final phase of your spiritual evolution. This is Pisces. So I've talked a lot about this on this show. I thought that this was a perfect encapsulation of how uh, the Zodiac kind of ties these things together and how Pisces as the final stop on this evolutionary wheel really kind of pulls it all together. I wanted to see if any of that struck you or anything else in this article from Elite Daily, which obviously we will share, makes sense to you. I think it is very beautifully put. I love the way they describe um, literally the fish and the symbolism the spiritual evolution and the human experience. I, yeah. And even how, as it starts um, describing Neptune and, and being spiritual and compassionate and art, I feel like that definitely resonates when I think of the Pisces that I know. It's beautiful. It's, it's like, it kind of all comes full circle, um, which is really, I feel like Pisces kind of takes all of the things from all the <laughs> zodiacs and then makes it make sense and then we start all over again with aries and then we start all over again with aries so the last few signs that we did from costar i really didn't think conveyed them really well as we've mentioned before on the show they kind of changed the way that they presenting the information on the site midway through the year as we were doing it and so it kind of changed a little bit along the way i think if you're not a pisces person and you're thinking what's my takeaway from this I think the takeaway from this could be that folks born under Pisces tend to be thoughtful, tend to be loyal, tend to make great friends and great companions and people to seek counsel from. And so you definitely want to uh, lean into those people. They also tend to be very creative. As we've already mentioned, Neptune kind of um, governs creativity, the art world, those sorts of things. And so if you're looking for someone to be creative with, uh, you can't really go wrong with Pisces. They do tend to be a little bit, quote unquote, in their head. And, you know, some people that kind of takes them out of their comfort zone. But setting that aside, Pisces, great, great sign. So we've gone through all 12 signs of the Zodiac, Bianca. Where is the sun? Where would you like to see this segment go next? I don't know. I like, you know, I know. I know we've already talked about how like the retrogrades are like, not real things, but but they are, but they aren't. But I, I don't know. I feel like some giving folks some retrograde warnings <laughs> before they're hap going to happen. How to prepare? What do the different planetary retrogrades mean, and how will it impact them? So I don't know. I think I think them shits, <laughs> especially Mercury. I think it does something to to my spirit. So I don't know. Maybe something on retrogrades because then it's not. You know, it's not a segment that we'd be doing all the time. If you're listening to the show and you would like us to focus on a portion of astrology or the Zodiac that you haven't heard come up in Where's the Sun, just know that this segment is going to go on hiatus. It'll be back um, on recurring status from, you know, every now and again. And so if there's things that you want us to cover, just slide on into those DMs or send us a message at wardenwebsite.gmail.com and let us know. And we'll be happy to cover it. 
Rihanna, a baby, and a fabulous show. In this week's All the Feels, we rank the best Black Super Bowl halftime shows, and we determine where Rihanna fits in. She, well, one, did you, I know you said you weren't watching the Super Bowl, but you haven't seen it at all? No. Oh, God. So how are we even talking about this right now? Because I want, I thought it would, I, well, first you can tell me what I missed because I didn't watch any of it. So let's just, we don't have to talk about the game. How was Rihanna? And wait, I did see on social media that she was pregnant again, which we can get into. But uh, so how was it? It was incredible. And definitely, um, she was pregnant, performing 150 feet in the air, just doing the damn thing. Her her dancers were on point. She was hitting all of the jams. I love that she started with Bitch Better Have My Money. It was a great show. And my cousin and I were texting as it was happening. And that's when, so my cousin was like, is she pregnant? And I was like, wait, is she? Yep. Wait, look. Yes, she is. <laughs> so I think that made it even more magical because she did the damn thing carrying forth her next asap rocky baby i loved it i loved it and she it was just it was excellent it was it was it was excellent it was just what i needed for this year black history month is it true that there were no um other stars in the show was it just her it was just her oh so that's that's a departure from tradition quote unquote um there's no rule that says you have to have other people but normally you know they invite little people to feature here and there yeah and no and the whole time i was like hmm, is somebody else going to come out and then i was like hmm, no nobody they've done that one i mean they've done that before where there haven't been other folks but she carried it literally and figuratively she ain't nobody else okay Excellent. um now correct me if I'm wrong didn't she have a baby last year she did in may okay <laughs> <laughs> and she's gonna have another one in 2023 because she's grown <laughs> okay so she's having a baby a year and i suppose i mean I, that's a choice there's nothing wrong with that i don't guess it just seems like a lot I'm, i just a baby every year that seems like a lot to me now y'all now y'all always say that i shouldn't be telling people what to do with their bodies and i'm not i just a baby a year feels like a lot bianca and you look at me like i'm crazy like i have four heads <laughs> she can any look Anybody can. And some people do. Some people say, you know what? Let me get these babies out the way <laughs> so that there are no surprises seven years later and then you starting all over again and shit or 10 years later so that you're starting all over. Or she's like, you know what? I'm, I'm grown and I'm having another baby. And people can literally have two babies in the same year, technically. Did you know before the show that she was pregnant? Because I feel like most people didn't know because I kept seeing all these memes. Is she pregnant? And I was like, wait, that's people didn't know? Did not. Oh, that wow. was her. Uh, her. That was a special baby. guest. That was that was her special <laughs> guest. <laughs> oh my gosh, I think that just made it more sweet. Yeah, that was her special guest. And now she's so, on the cover of Vogue. Hold on. Did you see her on the cover of Vogue? Of course not. Uh, Why didn't you share with me? I don't, you know, I don't follow this stuff. I don't know, but we talking about Rihanna, so I would have thought that you would have at least looked. Anyway, um, she's on the cover of Vogue, her ASAP Rocky, and her beautiful baby boy. So the whole article and spread is like a photo shoot with like her and this adorable, squishy, chunky baby. I just want to pinch his little cheeks. Okay, carry on. Did you look at this article from Collar Times about the best Black 
halftime shows. I just wanted to review all of these. It says a look back at 10 memorable Super Bowl halftime performances by Black artists. Obviously, we will share this. It was just published this week. I'm going to run through the list, Bianca, and then we're going to go back to some of these. So there have been 57 Super Bowls. These are the 10 most prominent Black performances. From Super Bowl VI, Ella Fitzgerald, which obviously we were not even alive for because that Super Bowl was in 1972. From Super Bowl XXVII, Michael Jackson. This was January 1993. From Super Bowl XXX, this was in 1996, Diana Ross. Ooh, that was a good one. From Super Bowl XXXII, this was the one that included Boys to Men, Smokey Robinson, Martha Reeves and the Vandells, The Temptations and Queen Latifah. It was a 40th anniversary of Motown. That was at Super Bowl 32. Super Bowl 38, Bianca. This was Janet Jackson, P. Diddy, and Nelly. This was in 2020. This, I'm sorry, this was in 2004. We will definitely come back, come back to that one. <laughs> Super Bowl 41 was Prince. Oh my God. Mm. And then Super Bowl 55, Black Eyed Peas and Usher. This was in 2011. Super Bowl 57, Beyonce and Destiny's Child. This was uh, from 2013. And then the weekend Super Bowl was from the 2021 Super Bowl where he performed. And then of course we had last year, which was uh, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J, Kendrick Lamar, 50 Cent, and Anderson. Pack. Who is? Bless your heart. Okay. Okay. That was last year. <laughs> and then we had Rihanna this year. So, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I know who my number one is. How would you, where would you even begin? I don't know that we need to want to rank these one to 10. Like, can we, can we just say top tier and then kind of like not top tier? So not top tier for me. <laughs> <laughs> not top tier for me was probably uh the weekend and black eyed peas the rest of them were all some faves however i i'm glad that they put the link i haven't gotten a chance to watch because you just sent me this arc like 15 minutes ago but <laughs> i do want to go back to this 40th um anniversary of motown because that is a lineup and i am curious to see how that how that show went because I didn't know anything about it and uh, I was listening to something they were talking about the Diana Ross performance when she like took off in a helicopter <laughs> after like yes 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 but I definitely out of this list have faves Michael Jackson being one of them that Michael Jackson that Prince performance when Prince he did Purple was way Rain, better than my Prince was maybe way better than Michael Jackson, in my humble opinion. Well, um, we all uh, have, well, but you know, we don't have. They don't have to be. Why can't they just both be great? They can be. <laughs> they absolutely can be. <laughs> um, I'm surprised they put Jenna on the list only because it was so controversial. Uh, you know, from the censoring, the cutaway, all the stuff after the fact. I have. I don't even remember that P Diddy was a part of that show. So that's what I was gonna say. P Diddy and Nelly were there. I only remember Janet and Justin Timberlake. I don't know. That, that just shows you how the controversy kind of took over the whole show because I literally did not recall that they were even there. Mm -mm. And didn't Beyonce perform twice? Like she's mentioned here once, but wasn't she in two shows? She was, but in the second show, she was the 
Yes, she was the special guest. Whose show was that? It was somebody white. Was it Coldplay? Okay, at Super Bowl 50, Bianca, she performed again, which was just three years after her original performance. And you're right, it was headlined by Coldplay and the special guest was Beyonce and Bruno Mars. Bianca oh, that's what I remember. I remember Bruno Mars. I didn't remember Coldplay. I thought Bruno Mars was the, was the main attraction, but apparently it was Coldplay? It was Coldplay. Bruno Mars has done a halftime show and his halftime show is actually one of my favorites as well. So he's been twice as well. Yes, he has. Okay. And his special guest, if I'm not mistaken, was Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'd be knowing. Okay. It was okay. a very good show. <laughs> so you know what that tells me? That tells me the Coldplay should not have been the um, the main attraction for that show. They could have just let Bruno Mars and Beyonce do it. People and love that's it. Coldplay. That's all. <laughs> Oh, they do. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't know. I'm not trying to take, I'm not trying to take their flowers. So we're going to tie on Michael Jackson and Prince. Yes. Obviously, I don't, I'm, I'm going to assume you haven't seen Ella Fitzgerald's perform. I have not. And it was, and they don't even have a link. They were like, it, it was before <laughs> recordings. <from. laughs> so we don't, we don't get that one. <laughs> I do remember the Motown um, performance. I thought it was really, really good. It's a shame that I don't know why I thought you remember that, but I guess you don't really watch football like that. But it was really good. It was, you know what? Last year's show where they did all of those folks, I think they took the Motown celebration as a template for the show they did last year when you think about it. Because it was mm-hmm. kind of like the same thing, but just with hip hop, right? Mm, I could see that. That last year's show was very good. Yeah. I, I enjoyed quite a bit. So now I got to go back and see because I love it when that there Queen Latifah sings. So I can see this for her. One last thing before we leave this topic: Who needs to be next at this uh, at this Super Bowl halftime that has not been that really needs to be invited to perform next? Mariah Carey hasn't done a halftime show. I could see her doing one. She has a lot of hits. Let me check. Um, that is surprising. I'm gonna look it up. Mm-mm. Mariah Carey, because I know there's been J Lo and Super Shakira. Bowl there's halftime. been Madonna. Yes, a great show. <laughs> Uh, despite her high score mariah has never performed a halftime show no so that Mm-mm. is someone that they could um that they could invite now one thing people don't know about rihanna she was invited to perform at this halftime in 2019 and she turned it down uh-huh. so um it's possible that they've invited mariah and she's just like not now or not this year or whatever so that's a possibility sometimes they ask and they just it's bad scheduling or whatever because rihanna is in that category they wanted her to do it um some years ago and she said no but I think I think Mariah Carey could carry a show when I think of body of work and ballads and also things to dance to I think I think she could do that who would you say in terms of black artists um he's married to Beast but so that's that's that part but why not Jay-Z I don't I Maybe. And now, you know, he's working with the NFL doing this whole thing. Like, uh huh. That seems like a natural, like, seems like a natural option to me. Mm. Um, I, I could, I could go along with that. And I think he's the type of person where he might want to pull in some other people because his, oh, yeah. his performance tends to be kind of one note. So maybe a, a nice, um, some sort of female act to like, you know, even it out a little bit, but mm-hmm. I would, I would be down for that. I would also support John Legend. Ooh, that would be good. A little piano situation. That's it a would whole be him. Vibe. He would bring out Rick Ross a couple, two, three times because they have like a thousand songs together. Um, 
that could be cute. I think that's also he could give you some ballads. He can give the up tempos. I think I think John Legend. I could see that. I want this for Lizzo. I could see Lizzo <gasps> being a guest before she carries her own show. I could definitely see her being a, a, a guest. Lizzo featuring Bonnie Raitt. That's that's it. That's the ticket. <laughs> good night. No, Lizzo featuring Harry Styles. Oh, that's the ticket. Good night. <laughs> They, they just won the top Grammys. Why not? <laughs> this apparently America loves them. Apparently. <laughs> All right. Congrats, Rihanna, on the performance and the new baby. Best of luck to you. We're moving on. February 17th is Random Acts of Kindness Day. And in this week's Gotta Do, we continue our fifth February series by pointing out how acts of kindness are actually good for your own health. So we kind of, Bianca, we kind of like stumbled upon the fact that February 17th is Random Acts of Kindness Day. We had originally said that we were going to do this in one of the outros. It's just kind of a mention. But then when I was putting this show together, I was like, you know what? This would fit with our fit February because we're kind of between guests, so to speak. And I really wanted to lean into the angle of how acts of kindness are beneficial to people's health. So we, we will get to that part. Bianca, were you aware of the Random Acts of Kindness Foundation? I was not, but <laughs> Random Acts of Kindness are good. Opportunities to pay it forward. There is a um, a Christian radio station that I listen to. on And on Thursdays, they have this thing called the drive-through difference that they encourage people to do where you pay for the person in front of you at the drive-through or in the Starbucks or whatever. And it is just supposed, it's just kind of one of those random acts of kindness that you do. And then they just encourage people to do it on Thursdays, but you really do it anytime. But I have, even before I knew about it, I had received the drive-through difference once. And I, I was speaking of pregnant, I was pregnant with Grace. <laughs> And I was driving through, I don't know, somewhere getting fast food because I was hungry. And somebody had the car in front of me had paid. And it's one of those moments where it's like, wait, what? It's shocking and you're confused. And then you just wave and then you keep going and it's odd. But I have done it since a few times. And it is, there is a, a boost that, and, and we'll get into like the science of it, but there is something that feels good about a random act of kindness, whether it costs money or not. Are you ever, whenever you receive a random act of kindness, are you suspicious? In other words, when that person in front of you paid, do you, does your mind go to what do they want? Yes. <laughs> and which is and, terrible. And what's that about? <laughs> you know what? It, for, not, it wasn't a, what do they want? It was kind of a, there's that moment of why, right? Like, like, why me? Like, why did, why did they do this for me, which is also, is it just showing that we're just so jaded that a kind random stranger just couldn't do something for us without us thinking the worst or thinking? I think it's a result of trauma. Mm. If you are, if you are at the bar and a man um, buys you a drink and sends mm. it over, you're immediately like, okay, what does he want? What is this going to cost me? It never, the last thing on your mind is he's just buying me a drink out of a random act of kindness because when was the last time that happened? You know, you're walking in the elevator and the guy holds, holds the door for you and like, oh, so he's going to try to, he's going to try to hit on me. I think sometimes traumas that we've experienced makes us think that every time there's a random act of kindness, there's some sort of like agenda behind it. I, that would be my answer. 
Mm-hmm. That whole, what's the catch? What do they want? What do I have to do now type feeling? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, because people do that all the time. I mean, people have ulterior motives for nearly everything they do. Are you really doing this as an act of kindness? Are you doing this because you want something in return? Are you trying to lube me up for something else? That happens all the time. <laughs> anyway. Me up. Uh, so this uh, randomactsofkindness.org, um, it talks about how you can show acts of kindness at school, at home, at work. It has events on here. I had, this was all new to me. And really, Bianca, it's about making kindness the norm, which is the whole point of, I think, the day and this website. Thinking about this not as something that's extraordinary, but as something that you can literally do and model every single day. Anything you want to say about either the day or the website before we move to this health angle? The website is great because it has a really cute calendar that you can download that for each day, they literally have a, a random act of kindness that you can do. Some of them are free. Like one of them says, um, plan to send an anonymous bouquet of flowers or candy to your local nursing home. Give out sincere compliments today and that's free and yes read a bedtime story to the child in your life forgive an old grudge Oof. now i don't know friend <laughs> you don't want to lose your crown over that bianca so you need to forgive old grudges so that when you pass over you'll get that crown <laughs> come on karma <laughs> and they even have one that says set aside some time today for self-care so again the random act of kindness is can be for other people and how to uh do that for yourself as well now before we even get into this next part just to share one of the stories that i have i have always noticed from when i was a little kid the feeling that you would get that little tingle that you would get when you gave someone something that they really enjoyed or you surprised someone and it kind of made their day. So I sent Shirley a Valentine's Day card. The card cost me, Bianca, I kid you not, $3. Just sent her a little Valentine's Day card, wrote her a little message in there. She's, this is my 80-year-old aunt. She calls me on Valentine's Day when it arrives crying. Oh my God, this is so beautiful. It made my week, da, 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 da. And I was telling Ed about it. And I was thinking to myself, this $3 card has this woman over here in tears. It made her weak. And it took so little effort on my part to make her weak. It was reminding me of how random acts of kindness really do have an impact on people. And they leave you with this feeling of just, it's so hard to describe, like this gooey, warm feeling that it's just so hard to describe, but that every single person who's done something for someone else knows exactly what I'm talking about, when you like give a gift and you expect nothing in return, and then the joy you get from seeing its impact on another person, you're a parent. And so I know you know this, giving one of your children something that they've been after you for, and you they finally get it. And then the joy of them experiencing that gift must feel like there's, you can't, you can't buy that. It's just, it's the best thing ever. It is very, very sweet. This past Christmas, I had put together a gift for Grace. She's a budding fashion designer. And I put together just just different craft stuff so she could like make and decorate clothes. And she opened it up and she was taking this stuff out. And she was like, thank you. And she started crying. I was shocked because that's usually not her response to things <laughs> <laughs> me but she was like thinking and she she came over and she hugged me and she was just in tears and it was one of those moments where I was like wow just it it felt good um 
Yeah, yeah. Ugh, now I'm going to get all misty. Carry on. It's nice to do nice things. So the point <laughs> is, these experiences that Bianca and I are sharing, they're actually really good for your health. There's been tons of research around this. Acts of kindness is actually good for the person showing the acts of kindness. So we have an article here from last November, November 2022 from CNN, which obviously we will share. The headline is the health benefits of a random act of kindness. And it literally walks through all the different ways that showing acts of kindness can be a benefit to you. Here they are. It says it can lead to a longer life. It can lead to lower blood pressure. It can lead to pain reduction. It can lead to happiness. And then it gives you some suggestions on way to show kindness, to, to reap those benefits. And in each one of those examples that they share, Bianca, they link to studies that have literally studied human beings to kind of back up the fact that all of these outcomes happen by literally just doing things for other people. I love it. I love it. And even their list of kindness suggestions are very cute. Yesterday, I was in the office uh, where we work. I was receiving a lot of compliments from strangers, from colleagues, from people in the elevator. Just it was it was an overwhelming day of compliments. And I was like, and usually that makes me go, oh, <laughs> but I tell myself to receive them. One thing as people sometimes when folks compliment us. And I had read this specifically about Black women, that that sometimes when we receive a compliment, we are quick to dismiss it or downplay it. Or if, if somebody's like, oh, girl, I like your dress. And I'm like, oh, I've had it forever. It's old. It's, you know, but just to, to negate what people are saying, that, that we should, that we are not open to receive compliments the way that we should. And yesterday, for some reason, I was receiving so many that I had to pause and say, okay, Bianca, just receive it, like receive it, it's okay. So I say all that to say, giving compliments, it feels good. Receiving compliments should feel good and take it in. So that's a that's a random act of kindness that really is free to give somebody a genuine compliment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But no, this whole article is great. I need to um, lower my own blood pressure. So I might do a couple. <laughs> more acts of kind, kindness so I could get off these pills. Yeah, and the whole point of Fit February is to be well spiritually, physically, in every realm except for the financial because we have money made coming up in a couple <laughs> of months. And so if you want to be fit this month, what you got to do is show some random acts of kindness for individuals. When you see me and Bianca ahead of you in the Starbucks, buy our coffee. When you see Bianca's car parked ahead of yours at the fast food joint, buy her food. <laughs> Please do. Buy her food. She likes food. <laughs> um, but random acts of kindness will bring you a lot of benefits, including to your own health. It's just what you got to do. So let's get on out of here to recap and need to know we discussed the most evolved sign, the beloved fish, the Pisces, as we wrap up our Where is the Return segment. Again, if you want us to talk 
astrology astronomy the stars a little bit more slide into our inbox and our dms and let us know what we should be discussing in all the fields rihanna's having another baby and the super bowl show really was great so if you haven't gotten a chance to look go ahead and check that out because she did that and then gotta do random acts of kindness they are not only good for other people, but they are good for you. Our February Warden Webster Better You Book Club book is The Dream Dictionary by Eric Ackroyd. Next week, we will be reviewing. So you have one more week to read it, to be jotting down your dreams, to get into what your subconscious is trying to tell you. Visit wardenwebster.com every Saturday for new episodes or wherever you listen to this here podcast. If you want to tell us what you want us to know, feel, and do, reach out to us via the emails at wardenwebster at gmail.com. On that note, I am Bianca, getting up out of here, Ward. And I'm Isaiah Webster. We'll see you back here next week. (laughs) Bye.